Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Love Brunch. This is your host, Kiana. I'm so glad to be back, y'all. It's like I'm on a roll. Like, I'm having so much fun now doing this on my own. At first, it was so overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, gotta do the pod alone. But like I told y'all, I'm not alone. I got my people with me, and they are in full force. And on this episode, I actually have the opportunity to bring in one of my favorite people. So before I introduce her, I'm going to kick it off and do the show recap from last week's episode. So last week's episode, I had one of my favorite, favorite favorite humans come and bless me on the show, my cousin Kumar. I hope that y'all checked out Koo Eats Fresh to grab your recipes. Kumar had a chance to sit down with me and talk a little bit more about how his journey has been to get him to become a celebrity chef, which is kind of weird, yo, because it's like you're a celebrity chef, but he's not a celebrity to us. He our bro. So it just happened how it happens. God is amazing that way. And um, it was just so fun to be able to share my platform with him and share a little bit more about some of the stuff that he does. I know that was the first time on the show that I've highlighted my brother, Travis Kelsey, the GOAT. You feel me? So, you know, I know a lot of people probably were like, oh my gosh, Kumar cooks for Travis, if you didn't know that. So we love just to stay humble, give back to our community, help our family out as they continue to grow in their careers. Um, So I'm so blessed to have Kumar on the show. But like I said, go to KooEatsFresh.com, grab your recipes. Y'all know, check out the social media. I have a personal hashtag that you can use to cop a free recipe on me or slash on cool so <laughs> you know so yeah go out bless him show his page some love figure out you know if you have some interest in nutrition things like that shoot him a message he is a creative mastermind when it comes to that 30 minute meal um so yeah so right now before we pass the mimosas I'm going to introduce one of my sisters, y'all. So let me, before I go, before I let her get the mic, grab the mic, let me just tell y'all how we met. So this is one of my sisters from Ohio University, but we actually met when we were in high school. We went on a double date together. Um, I was with my high school boyfriend at the time, and she was with her now husband. Um, And so we met, and we connected that way. And then, you know, we really didn't get a chance to, like, kick it for real. Just the guys knew each other. But when we got down to OU, sis did not like me. And so I'm going to give her a chance to talk back. So let me go ahead and introduce my homegirl, my sister, Alexis. Welcome to the show, Lex. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Bitch, I'm so glad to see you, rock with you, do this with you again. Like, oh my, gosh. Oh my goodness. It's finally. Finally. <laughs> We've been talking about this forever. We have been talking about it forever. And like when we were in college, we had a radio show together. We did. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We had a full radio show together. Oh my gosh, that good times, good times. <laughs> Definitely good times. Um, so Lex, I'm so glad that you just carved out some time for me. I know that 
you crazy busy. I know that you got a lot going on. So I'm just so grateful, so blessed that you would just make some time to talk to me and share a bit more with my platform about who you are. So where you from, sis? What you do? Where you at? Hey. Hey, I am from Cleveland Heights, Heights in the building. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now we live in Cleveland and what do I do? I do a little bit of everything. I am a mom. Yes. Three crazy kids. Three. Three. Big three. Um, an eight-year-old and then my twins will be five in like three weeks. I'm very excited. Wow, um, that's nuts. Nuts, so fast. Um, I am an entrepreneur, have a couple of different things going on. If you are in Cleveland, please pull up to 9520 Woodland Avenue. That's Moore's Auto Spa. Get your ride clean. That plug, first and foremost, got to put on for the home team. Um, and then I have some other things. I am a creative and I dibble and dabble in real estate. So I have a lot going on, but I'm here and repping Cleveland till I die. You me? But I'm I'm just so you do do a lot. Like you're uh one, you're a person, right? You're Alexis, first and foremost. And that already is a lot to deal with. Just me personally, I can tell you that just as an outsider who loves you. You know, just being Alexis is a lot. But then you're a daughter. You know, you are a wife. You are a mom. You are a sister. You are a friend. You are a confidant. You are so many things, Lex. And you carry it so well. It's been so... Look at me getting emotional. I'm always emotional. Like It's been so much fun just to have like another front row seat to watch your growth you know as we left from school and you shortly after you had our first my first niece little Mimi and um after that you know you just started going off the charts like you left us in the dust she had tweets so we just like what you know Man. so it's it's just been so beautiful to watch your growth and just to see you just Aww. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You know the feeling is mutual. You don't don't get me started because you know we'll be just in here crying all day. Yeah, we're not even <laughs> for a good time. We're not here for a long time, but we're here for the good time. Man, but um, it's it's definitely been a journey, and I'm grateful for the ups and the downs, and every lesson, every bruise, every bump. Um, and then I'm just I'm always grateful for the support um my village is what i call it so you've been a major part uh how long we've been out of college almost oh, 10 years <laughs> and you still look the same and age fine baby girl no thank god for the glow up because we was actually <laughs> we thought we were cute we were cute for the end, but girl <laughs> Listen, those pictures, I look back and I was like, one, why'd y'all let me eat so much in the dining hall? Two, why was my hair above my ears? Why'd y'all let me cut my hair like that? There were so many things. I'm so glad that I deleted my Facebook from college. I'm so glad that I deleted my Instagram from college. Like, it had to start over fresh. So. Oh, my gosh. Those memories kill me every single time. Like, girl, what were you talking about? Ugh, oh, just... Yeah. 
thank God for the glow up. All I gotta say. <laughs> yes, thank God. So, okay, Lex, we're gonna integrate you right into the podcast. So, what we do next is we pass the mimosa. So, what I like to do is I like to go and ask people, "Where are you drinking on right now?" You know, this is an opportunity for people at brunch when you start off. You order your drinks, get things going, get things flowing, so that you know you can loosen up whatever you decide. To to indulge in it's up to you we don't discriminate here on the show but i just wanted to ask you what are you drinking before we jump in the boat um i just had a shot Ooh. um not a fun shot though <laughs> it was a uh, green juice okay very disgusting but um the seasonal allergies are starting to come back the weather up and down so I'm trying to stay away from the alcohol this week, but yeah. I probably will have a glass of wine while I cook dinner. Not going to lie. I love it. Um, and then I'm just chasing it with some water. You know, got to get the water intake up. That's, That's a always a go. Stay hydrated, y'all. It does wonders for your skin. It just does wonders for your body. You know, we're mostly water. So, um, yeah, stay full, stay fresh. So for me, I actually have a glass of water, but I came a little bit prepared. So I actually am going to sip on something that I got wow. yesterday from one of my dear friends here in Nashville, Kelly. Kelly gifted me with, it's called Deals, well, the brand is called Knox Whiskey Works. And it's, yeah, it's whiskey. And it's called Honey Habanero Flavored Whiskey. It's crafted oh, wow. in and so it is amazing it's 35 proof 35 percent. Wow. no excuse me 70 proof 70 proof right here but this tastes so good i'm so excited just to sip on it me and um a friend had some last night to celebrate a little bit we just had like we just been tasting just sipping it and just to take in the flavors because it's not so much more about the alcohol than it is about the mixture that they've had with the yeah. habanero, like it's crazy. It's crazy for your taste buds. Did you make a drink with it or like a cocktail? You know, we just did straight shot. Okay. Like sipped it straight, but I've thought about, you know, I think it'll be good with like, kind of reminds me like, do I want to put some orange juice in there? Do I want to add a little bit of citrus to it? I don't know. What would you put in it? That's what I was just like, the flavors. Cause you know, I'm a straight, straight alcohol type of person i don't really dabble in flavors so but that sounds so interesting like i've been starting to put like fresh squeezed juice with my alcohol and just like that over some ice mm. but like that i don't know maybe some what is it honey and honey habanero yeah it makes me want some wings right right you know what randy who was on the show before shout out to Kuwait body Randy, actually, I was in Cleveland. This was during the beginning of the pandemic, and she had made some fresh, fresh juice, and we had mixed it with some tequila, and it was amazing. So if you press juice, I strongly recommend, you know, a healthy yeah. alcohol. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, though. So I'll be just sipping on that throughout the show, just relaxing because... Mm. I got two weeks off and okay. there no kids here with me, so I <laughs> get to kind of chill and be a little reckless. So, yeah. Live it up. For me, too. <laughs> Listen, I always got you, sis. 
always got you. You know how we do. So the next segment on the show is called Bringing in the Good News. So we bring in the good news. We share what we have going on. And also, I share the affirmation for the show. So I'll share the affirmation. And then, Lex, I want you to be able to share some of the good news that you have going on. So the affirmation is, I am a multidimensional woman. I provide love, safety, and compassion to my tribe. Look, snaps for that. <laughs> yeah. That was poetic. Well, thank you. Thank you. I had you in mind when I made it. You know what I mean? So that's the essence of Bitches Love Brunch. I wanted to have a podcast where I can be my full self, where I could come here and be, you know, um, every version of me. Because there's so many versions of me. There's been so many things that I've done so far, and I'm still what I hear quite young. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to say space just to bring, to bring my full self outside of work and what I do as a professional, you know, this is another caveat of that, but yeah. So I had you in mind too, just thinking of, you know, being multidimensional, all the roles that you play and how you do provide a safe space, how you do provide compassion and love and in, in everything that you've been doing. So I definitely had you in mind when I made that affirmation. Well, it was lovely. Nice. I definitely feel that I might have to add that. I have some on my wall. Nice. I might have to add that. I love it. Do it, sis. Okay, so what's some good news? Share some good news. What you got going on? Um, some good news. I am finally going to launch my Etsy shop for my creative brand. Let's create something. We're on IG. I took a hiatus, like all things during the pandemic, you know, you set out one way and things don't always go as planned. So I took a hiatus and now I am getting ready to drop some fire home decor. Yes. I'm very excited about that. So that's that's my good news. I'm very I'm a perfectionist, so it takes me a while to be okay with putting my babies out to the world. So I had to kind of knock that knock that idea out and just just go. Just so share just share it. Just share it. I love that though because I, I too am a perfectionist, but I'm also learning that nothing is perfect. I'm not perfect. I can't I can't be perfect if I wanted to. That's above my pay grade. Y'all know who's perfect. Um, but it's not I hold that kind of power. So I've learned just to come out here as my authentic self. You know, I wanted the podcast to be perfect when I brought it back. So I feel you. But I'm so excited for this Lex create something Etsy store. Like we both love home decor. We talk about for all the time. That's my thing. That's my jam right there. I love, I've been like going crazy, just like looking at stuff and seeing all of the, the new trends. And I could just for hours, anything home related for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) Like I just, it, it gets me going. Yeah. I feel like, you know, for me, being a transplant, living in this city, solo, for real, you know, no, I didn't come here with any family or friends. I've formed them. Some friends have become like family, you know, in the in the midst of me being here. But 
truly me decorating my home gives me that sense of home away from home. You know, it's my oasis. And so I think everybody should try to make their space tailored to them so that they can feel comfortable in where they rest their head. 100%. It is an extension of you. Yes, really. It's really the truth. So Lex, you ready to jump in? Let's go. Order the first round. So I wanted to bring you on the show to talk a little bit more about your journey to motherhood, just because I literally was in the room and was about to become a mom. You know, just watching her develop as a mother, it's another, it's just like another arm of who you are, like another prong of who you are. And so I just was curious, you know, a lot of people for me were having conversations like, you know, between me and other women, like, do you want children? You know, if, if that person feels so comfortable to share, like, if they want children or not, because that's not my business. I always recommend to stay out of people's uteri. But, you know, if we're having those conversations, some people really have these visions for what they want out of life and where they see themselves in these coming years. And I love that. And I feel like, you know, that's walking by faith. For me, that's water walking. You envisioning yourself and it becoming you know, true in in your life. And so the same thing goes to your personal life too. And so I just wanted some of your insight when it came to forming your family, because you were the first one out of the crew to really start to build your family. You know, like Lex literally was shooting in a gym in college and me, like (laughs) our friends, we always laugh about that. Like Lex was securing the hubby in college (laughs) playing around. And we had no idea that sis was like, okay, so you broads are doing this. Y'all having a good time. But when I go, when I leave, I'm building a family. Like, you just knew. So I just wanted to ask you, like, did you always see yourself as a mom? And, yeah, I just want to start off there. Have you always seen yourself as a mother? Absolutely. Um, I never, I wasn't one of those people who had, like, a timeline plan. Like, when I'm 25, I'm going to do this. Or, like, I, I didn't really do stuff like that but I always knew I wanted four kids two boys two girls living the dream you know sons daughters everybody was going to be in sports like I definitely had it all planned out the picket fence the dog (laughs) um but then after Mia I was like yeah I think I'm gonna only do this one more time And then, and that was actually a cakewalk. Like my pregnancy with Mia was easy. Like I, I, I worked my whole pregnancy, two jobs. Like I was on the grind and then labor was fairly quick. Like it was nothing about that pregnancy that made me not want to do it again. But I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do this more than one more time. Like that's, I'm done. So then God, what did he do? He was like, two for one special. (laughs) Like, oh, bet you only going to do this one more time. All right, well, I'm gonna make it a good one. So I got the twins. And then that was, oh my gosh, the complete opposite of Mia. Yeah, it was. How was that? What what was? Oh, my God. I as soon as I found out I was pregnant, it was awful like the morning sickness lasted the whole first trimester I actually lost weight um 
I couldn't hold anything down. I had to stop working because I didn't have any energy. Like I couldn't stand up. Like Vic thought I was faking some days because how easy I made pregnancy look the first time. And then he's like, but you just did this and you weren't doing all of this. So what's up? You can't. I'm like, no, like he was taking me into daycare, uh, picking her up. I had people going to the grocery store for me. Like it was awful. Um, and then finally, like it probably was a little into the second trimester when things started to get better, but I was huge. I was looking at pictures like, oh my God, how was I moving around like this? Like it was one of the last pictures right before I gave birth. I had a vest on. I had a cardigan, one of the cardigans that, you know, with no buttons and then a vest and then a scarf around my vest, but my vest wasn't zipped. <laughs> like I couldn't close anything over my belly. Like it was just, it was all the work that you would think of growing two babies. It was all of that. Like I have P- PTSD thinking about it. Like, oh my gosh, I never ever want to do that again. Wow. Wow. It's funny, you know, and it's crazy you say that you had that experience in terms of like not getting clothes to clothes and things like that when you were pregnant with your twins. Cause unfortunately I experienced that without being pregnant with care. <laughs> <laughs> These breasts y'all be hard to get shit closed. So I'll be like, what's going to happen when I get pregnant? You know what I mean? So no, listen, Brie, I saw Brie. What was this Christmas? I think it was Christmas. We came to, she came over my mom or maybe it was Thanksgiving. She came to my mom's Mm -hmm. and it was time to go. And I'm trying to zip up my coat and I'm having a hard time. She like, bro, I think your coat is too small. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, Brie, she's so calm. She like, I think your coat is too small. Like, (laughs) I just looked at her like, maybe. (laughs) I was like, shut up, Brianna, leave me alone. But it's so true. Can you help me? I need a new coat. Listen, I was struggling. <laughs> she saw the struggle in my face. <laughs> like it was hilarious. But I mean, hey, it happens. That's the part. That's how I know for me that I'm getting older. Yeah. Because my metabolism isn't the same. My body just doesn't operate the same, look the same, feel the same. So it's just like all right, girl, you gotta, you actually have to start caring. Yep. So that's where I am with it. Well, you know what? Shout out to, shout out to my brother, Vic, Lex's husband. If you didn't hear, like, even the story that you were describing, just the help that he was able to provide for you, you know, with Neo while you were carrying the twins, you know, like that's, that shows, you know, the essence of the partnership you know, that you two have. Was it always his plan to want to have children too? When did y'all start talking about this? Because y'all started dating in high school. Well, uh, we never actually talked about having kids. Like, that wasn't even, like, me, it was completely a surprise. Like, yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. I I think I was, had just graduated from OU yep. um, that summer. <laughs> So, um, it was never like talked about, like I said, I didn't have a timeline of goals like that. Um, so we never really talked about it. And then he, he was cool with just having one. Yeah. Like he's one of five, you know, his mom is like one of six or seven. So he comes from a line of a lot of siblings and a huge family. Yeah. So 
he was like, I'm oh, one and done. Like <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> but I, I knew I just, I wanted a boy. So like I prayed so hard for my son. Like, of course I, I love all of my kids, but having Mia, I, you know, I, I always say like Mia is the perfect child, like the yeah. perfect daughter. So now I just needed the perfect son. Um, and then I got my bonus baby, which ironically is the one who probably, she definitely looks like me the most and she acts like me the most. Yeah. So my two, like she, <laughs> she really is something else like that one right there. But those my babies. But yeah, so he was, he was like one and done, but you know, he, we were in the, I just talked about this the other day um, with someone when we found out it was twins. It was just me and him in the um, ultrasound room with the lady. And as soon as she puts the thing on my belly, I'm like, it looks like it's two, but I could be tripping. It's been a while since I've, you know, had an ultrasound. So, you know, so she's quiet for like two minutes. And then she's just like, so there's two babies. <laughs> Immediately he looks at me and starts cracking up. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> listen and then I start cracking up and crying at the same time <laughs> like I know she was in there like I don't are they happy are they sad and I'm like God is funny that was just my whole reaction like yo God is really funny yeah because I getting that call from you too after you found out that they were <laughs> I remember you were like, okay, we're going to go get the ultrasound. I was like, okay, cool. You know, we happy. There's another baby coming. And you were you were kind of apprehensive about it because, of course, you thought it was one baby coming. You also said you didn't want another girl. No. So, pro, like, I don't want another girl. Mia's <laughs> the best. Like, what is going to happen? And then you called me. You was like, bruh, it's two of them. <laughs> two of them? What? man and my aunt had just had twins that august so i think i found out the gender i found out i was pregnant in august actually and then um she just had twins so i was laughing at her when she was home for easter and i'm like dang you pregnant with twins like i'd hate to be you well, I was like, uh, <laughs> so it was, it, it was definitely comical. My mother had been wishing twins on me cause her dad's a twin. Yeah. So twins definitely run in our families, both of our families. So it was low key inevitable, but it's one of those things that you never think about. Like who thinks that they're just going to have twins? Never, never a thought. Right. But, you know, we, we pulled it together. We, we make a good team. Y'all do. So tell me about that. You know, for a long time, a long time, it was just you and Vic. So talk to me about the adjustment that it took for you, you know, as your family continue to grow. Um, it was a huge adjustment because, you know, we met as teenagers. Yeah. So not only are we growing and learning about ourselves and then still trying to make a relationship work when neither one of us really saw healthy relationships. Like, let's be honest. So we're learning ourselves. We're, you know, learning how to maneuver. Um, we had just 
got to a point where like I was home, I was in college for four years. So those, you know, those years, you know, a little fuzzy, but so once I got home, it was like, that was clear. This is what we wanted. Yeah. Um, this we, we're going to make this work and then boom, I'm pregnant. So we had to learn how to just balance with one another and like, be you know just be that that rock for the other person in times where we don't know what to do <laughs> yeah um, just be always be that support and always show the same love um it it got to a point where it had to be us against the world yeah yeah tell me about that like at what point what what made you realize like it's, it's just me and him it's me and him this our family this is how we rocking this how we rolling you know, what, what, was it something that, um, triggered that for y'all or, you know, was it advice that maybe you had gotten from other people? Like what made you guys come to that realization that, you know, this is really y'all two in this thing, you know, like you are a byproduct of your mom and dad, he too, but now you guys have your own family. Uh, um, I mean, the pressure was real. Like I have family members who are old school. Yeah. Um, so once we had Mia, or once I got pregnant with Mia, a lot of people were like, okay, now y'all got to get married. When are y'all going to get married? When are y'all going to get married? But that was always the plan. We just, again, we never had a timeline. I did, you know, tell people that I wanted to get married 10 years to the date, and that actually happened. But other than that, I wasn't, we, we definitely realized it was a mutual realization that we were low-key pressured into getting married when we did. Mm. Um, but then after that, very soon after that, it was just like, all right, we can't play by other people's rules. Yeah. If we're going to do this life thing together, we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. Um, so we kind of just tuned everyone out from that point and just really focused in on the bigger goal. And the bigger goal was the family. So I love that. Was there an adjustment for you after that to become a wife? Is there an adjustment from single life to, to going into, you know, married life for you? Absolutely. Because nothing about, nothing about it was, I was prepared. I wasn't prepared for any of it. Um, my parents got divorced when I was two years old. Um, so just even seeing a, a marriage, it wasn't something I saw. I had friends who had parents that were married. So I thought I knew what being a wife was, you know, I had those cliche ideas like everyone else, like you, you cook, you clean, you take care of the house, you take care of the kids. But then there's so many other layers underneath that that get ignored or pushed aside or they're just not a part of your expectations. So those were an adjustment. Those like realizing those things like, all right, wait, <laughs> this is not at all what I thought, but then not even in a bad way. It was completely unexpected, but, and that's probably why so many people get divorced, you know, right out of the gate, one, yeah. two, three years in, because it is an adjustment from what you think marriage is going to look like and what your marriage actually runs and looks like and functions like. Um, it's a, a huge adjustment. So that probably happened simultaneously with the twins being born 
which gave us more responsibility. So everything was, it's like we were juggling. Yeah. And I don't know how to juggle <laughs> at all. Like, off, awful at it. So it was definitely, like, being a mom, that was probably the easiest part. Oh, wow. Was just the, the natural nurturing nature. <laughs> Tongue twister. Um it came so natural, just that mama bear spirit, that intuition, just that came natural. Everything else was like, wait a minute. You got to do this and this and this at the same time and this and this and this. And it's just always something else. But you you do have to find the things that make it worth it. And the end goal is always the focus. Yeah. Yeah, this is be happy. My, I want my hundred acres in the middle of nowhere. That's always the end goal. So that's it's like tunnel vision at this point. But it was rough. It was like people are always like, "Oh my God, y'all been together for seventeen years. Like that's amazing." It was seventeen years of work. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't easy. Um, and at this point now it's fulfilling, yeah. <laughs> but there were times like, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, he'll probably say it too. We had times where we probably were reconsidering our decision. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. But we always get back to the, but this is what I want. I, I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to, to stop what we're doing. I just wanted to get better. Right. And that's what keeps us on the same page is that's it's a mutual feeling we want what we want and we want the best out of what we have yeah and so we're gonna we're dedicated to making it better in every aspect i love that you know what um Having representation really does matter, and, I, and I'm realizing that. You know, you can't you can't be something that you can't see, whether that be married, whether that be a professional, whether that be um, an athlete. You know, you, you have to, even representation, like in Hollywood, things that you see on TV, like if you don't see yourself, if you can't envision yourself in a certain light, it's hard to be that. And so, you know, I grew up with my parents being married, which I, I'm blessed. And, you know, I realized, like, my mom's, my grandparents were married as well. And I didn't get a chance to meet them. But, you know, I used to talk to my mom before she transitioned. You know, we talked all the time for, like, hours on the phone. And she would tell me about how intentional her and my dad were to spend time together and still grow their relationship. And so... She would, like, tell me, like, you know those breakfast spots we would take y'all to on the weekends? And I was like, yeah, this place, that place. She's like, those were the spots that we went out to lunch every day. And I was like, y'all were going to lunch while we were in school? You know, just nurturing their relationship and things like that. So I guess I want to ask you, too, because I, like you said, it's what you see on the surface. You know what I mean? Like those, those things that you envision what a wife is supposed to be. You know, I saw my mom handling the house and doing those different things, but life looks different in the 21st century. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're so different from our parents. And while I still have the goal to have a partnership, a lifelong partnership and to be married, um, what were some of those things that you had to nurture within yourself? So let's not talk about the relationship, but let's just talk about what, what were some of the things that you had to grasp in order to be to show up to be the best wife or mom that you wanted to be, the biggest 
thing I had to learn was that um, putting yourself is putting yourself first isn't selfish. Yeah, it's necessary. Um, and I found myself putting myself last all the time. So I had to realize that I can't be, I can't put in my all for them if I don't have, you know, anything for me. Like I'm giving you everything that I have and I, there, there's nothing left over. Um, and of course, you know, they pour into me, they love me the same way, but you know, women, we just, we have that, that thing about us where we just have to, to take care of everything around us yep. and just make sure everyone else is good. And is it was magnified. Yeah. So the biggest thing was like, you have to tap into self, like at all you have to, whether it's working an extra hour this day so that you can afford the babysitter or yeah. to do the extra self care things. It's just making those things a priority. Like it would be times where, you know, my mother would offer to watch the kids and I would just come home and sleep. Yeah. Nothing else, just sleep. And, you know, while, you know, everyone needs their rest, I realized I could be filling out with other time, other things as well that are beneficial to my soul and, you know, just me as a person. So when she babysits, you know, I'll go get my nails done or, you know, I'll do a little pedicure at the house or get new candles. Like I, or my, one of my favorite things to do is to go to Costco by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I can walk up and down every aisle and just look at everything. And I love Costco. I could, I could go to Costco and be in there for hours. I but love that. Just little self-care things. Like there's, it's just so much self-care isn't always, you know, what, social media says it is sometimes it's just things that make you feel good about yourself and just things that you enjoy doing so I had to prioritize that and just balance is like it's, it's not real balance is for skills it's for the checkbook it's for your budget <laughs> it's not real in life and so you know I try to tell people that all the time because like in order to have balance because you know me like I'm a numbers person I'm a data analyst by training so for balance in order for something to be balanced it has to be even on both sides 50 50 and that does not exist that will mean that the equation starting off has to be 100 percent, and none of us are 100 percent. so therefore do not look for balance try to find harmony balance does not exist harmony, harmony yes try to get in harmony find harmony find that rhythm have balance and that's what it was just finding the rhythm because yep. my kids they're they're babies i look at them like they're babies but they're people so it's they not, are. you know, me and my husband are three kids. It's five people in this house who have to learn how to work together, live together. And then they're still learning yeah. everything. Everything is a new new thing to them. So I have to help them learn that. And just in order to keep the peace, you know, some days I might have to, that I can't watch the show. Like, thank God for streaming services. Because if it was like it used to be, and you had to watch the show when it came on, I'd never get to watch anything, because some days I just, I can't do, like, I've been needing to wash my hair for, like, two days now, 
I just keep brushing it back in a bun because I had to help Mia with her project. And sis didn't even have school today. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. Something's going to tip the scale. So trying to strive for balance is trying to strive for perfection. And like you said, that doesn't exist. So I was stressing myself out. Like that was probably, I haven't had a panic attack Surprisingly, I didn't have one this whole pandemic, but uh, I haven't had a severe panic attack in three years, probably. So once I realized that I was the cause of my stress (laughs) because of how I think and the pressure I put on myself, not giving myself grace and not being kind and speaking positivity into myself, I speak it into everyone else. All these things I do for everyone else, I make them feel good, make them happy. I wasn't doing them for me. And I threw everything out of whack. So that was the process of getting really in tune with myself as this person with large, with a large age. (laughs) These numbers that keep going up in our age, it's like, what do I want (laughs) to, these big ages that we're at. I had to find some sense of peace because like, I'm not about to give myself a heart attack. I can't. So that was really the biggest thing and stop being a perfectionist and just do like what I tell my kids, do your best and everything will fall into place. If you're giving something, you're all you're giving, you know, you're focused on it. You're, you're doing what you can do to to put pour into a situation that you'll get the best results that you'll get the intended results yeah yeah let's touch based on balance for a little bit how do you feel about balance and balancing everything that you have going on uh doesn't exist (laughs) it does balance does not exist that was like a huge thing that i had to accept um because you know you just you get these ideas of this superhuman person who can do it all and doesn't get tired and doesn't complain and doesn't have bad days. And that's just not the reality of anybody's situation. So just realizing balance wasn't even obtainable. Some days are give and pull or give and take, and you got to do less in some areas and do more in some areas. So striving for balance is striving for perfection. And like you said, that doesn't exist. So what is balance? (laughs) It doesn't, you know, I tell people all the time, don't strive for balance, strive for harmony. You know, balance has to be cut down the middle 50-50, has to be an equal, even equation. And none of us are 100% to cut in half perfectly. So we got to find harmony with people because that's where we can really flow together and find our rhythm together, even if we're off balance for that day. Yeah, that's just having that harmony will pull you back into the proper rotation, the proper mix. It's just that peace, that rhythm, that today I'm short, but tomorrow I'm going to go the extra mile. Like, it's just 
harmony and peace. That's that's the goal. We've been bamboozled for so long, thinking perfection was attainable, and you got to do everything right, and everything right will fall into place, and you'll never have a problem. And that's just that's not true. <laughs> it's far it's far from the truth. So I'm with you a thousand and one percent. So let's talk to the listeners too. Like, you know, a lot of we've seen a lot of things going on with parents during the pandemic. You know, some good, some bad. What are some of the pros and cons to being a parent during a during a global pandemic? The cons, you know, off the bat, it was everything was out of my control. Um, yeah, things were just shutting down. They couldn't understand. We'd go past the playground. They're like, "Can we go to the playground?" And it's taped off like a crime scene. It was things that they didn't understand, things that I didn't understand. So it was kind of hard to even know what was next. Like, so it was like one moment, everything was normal. And then the next moment, what is normal? So that was like the biggest thing was trying to look like I know what was going on. And I didn't know what was going on. Pretending to be the expert. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, space. We were in the beginning, like the first four months of the pandemic, we were still in in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And that was just, once we moved to our house, it was like with the yard. And then, you know, even like we have basement space. They have separate rooms, even just the stairs. Them being able to go up and down the stairs was like the highlight of their day. Like they had been in an apartment or you know, a one level house. So it was like, oh, we got stairs. <laughs> like Bella, Bella came flying down the steps like the first weekend we moved in and she never did that again. Like tumbling, flying down the steps. It was wild. I'm like, see? Oh my see gosh, my Bella <laughs> But Oh my gosh. I mean, the, but you know, even with all the cons and there were a lot, like even some that I can't even think of, but like, one of the pros was my patience grew. Yeah. Um, I couldn't react the same way. I couldn't just take them to the park and let them run off steam when they were frustrated. So I had to get creative and I, my patience had to, to increase or else I would have, I would have gone crazy. Like, honestly. So I was, I was able to handle certain blow ups a different way and just, remain calm and like I thank God for patience because I had zero patience but you know what honestly like even as a parent before the pandemic you were all I, I saw in you you had grown a lot of patience just as a mom you know what I mean watching you when the twins were babies and I remember us coming over to the house um it was a group of our friends we had came over to visit and spend some time with you and you were navigating, feeding both of the babies. Like one baby will cry, the other you put the food in them, and the other baby will cry. You put the food in it. Like oh my gosh, the patience. Like when did my sister turn into one? I can put arms, but two, like the patience. Because I didn't have any. Like I and you know I don't like crying either. I hate when people cry around me. So like having three babies three kids crying for various reasons yeah um needing different things at the same time not caring that i'm on the brink of like 
a complete mental breakdown. Like they don't care. They want a food snack. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's just like finding that patience. And that goes back to finding the harmony because yeah. had I been striving for balance, my myself would have told myself like, mm, this is not balanced. It, it's, and then I probably would have blown up and, you know, been upset that things weren't balanced, but it's the harmony that, that saved me. So Patience and then oh health oh my gosh we've never been so healthy yeah I already we had a pretty good eating habits but you know since the pandemic other things have you know happened in the news and there's food recalls every week like I get alerts to my phone yeah. once a week with food that has been recalled there's always something so just I've been very like eyes wide open to everything that we're putting into our body, juice, liquor. Like we, we start, we change what kind of alcohol we drink. Like yeah. we, yeah. what we mix it with. Like, it's just, I, I don't know if it's old age or society, but something made us healthier or more health conscious just yeah. meant to say that. So I think it's just wisdom, you know, wisdom is just learned experience. And I think that we're just watching people and watching the world. And honestly, nothing should be mass produced because anything that's done quickly isn't done right. So you want quality. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we're looking for now, a quality life and quality in what we put in our bodies. And so that that's important especially now that health is so fragile oh my goodness health is so fragile unless you're taking care of it preventatively and not on you know last minute trying trying to recover from your illnesses and things like that yep and that's just what we've been doing like it's to the point where the girls will wake up not so much Vic because he doesn't like vegetables yeah. He, hates, he hates anything that's gross. Like he doesn't care for you. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't care. So me telling him that something's good for him, I don't care. <laughs> like he'll he'll actually say something like, I bet Hulk doesn't drink this or like Not the Hulk. Come on. Yes, he's okay, sir. Whatever. But the girls, they'll wake up with the sniffles or their throat'll be a little bit dry. Mia come downstairs like, I need some tea. Do we, Bella, she wasn't feeling good. I had no idea she wasn't feeling good. She got, she came downstairs like, mommy, can I just have fruit for breakfast? She just wanted a bowl of fruit because she knows that fruit helps you. And it, it whatever was wrong with her, made, it made her feel better. And then, you know, she told me she wasn't feeling well, but in that moment, it made her feel better. So yeah. just the importance of what goes into your body. It's been a lesson for me and then it's rubbing off on them already. So I'm appreciative of having that because, you know, like I said, we had a pretty good lifestyle before the pandemic, but the pandemic heightened health awareness. So you kind of had no choice but to evaluate yours. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's let's pivot into um, sisterhood and parenting. You know, one of the things that I absolutely love and I appreciate so much is that, you know, God has blessed me tremendously with a group of women that I can really call my sisters. And I mean, through trying times, my most trying times, I mean, y'all have always stood by my side. Um, 
And I'm, I'm so grateful for y'all for that. And it means, you know, our sisterhood means so much to me. And so I wanted to see, you know, as you grow your family and the rest of our friends, they're starting to, you know, grow families and things like that. The group is expanding. But how does sisterhood impact your family life or does it impact your family? It definitely does. But in the opposite way, like my sisterhood was first, <laughs> like y'all yeah. were here first. So that got impacted by my family growing and it just felt natural for me to miss things. Like I, I didn't even hesitate. Like at first I would feel like sad and FOMO was very, very real. It still is sometimes like, but you know, I have to go back to my bigger picture and realize, you know, I can't go to everything. And at first I battled too, like, well, do they understand why I can't go? Or do they just feel like, oh, she don't mess with us like that no more. And then y'all were very quick with Mia to let me know that that wasn't the case. Like we get it girl. Like it's okay. You can't come out the whole weekend, but we get you for happy hour on Friday where we'll come by the house and see you and chill with you, bring some wine. Like you guys never, once y'all realize like, okay, Lex, the old Lex is never coming back. (laughs) Y'all were like, y'all gravitated towards Lex as a mom. And I can honestly say like our group of friends, you know, I have five close friends who I consider sisters who have consistently been there since Mia was born. Like I can say not all of you came to the hospital each time, but at least one of you were there both like all of the times. Like I have pictures of y'all holding my babies fresh out the womb. Like that's always, that always feels good to know like that y'all care so much about my family. It's important for y'all to support me in that. And y'all love my kids. So that was the icing on the cake. Like it's one thing to, you know, everyone wants to be at the baby shower. Like, Oh my God, you're so cute. Look at your belly. I can't wait till the baby's born. It's going to be auntie baby. And you know, everybody doesn't deserve or not even deserve. Cause that makes it seem like it's a, I mean, it is a privilege, honestly, but everyone doesn't need to be around your kids. And some friendships are just friendship. Yeah. Like those are my friends. They're not my kids friends. So they don't have to have a relationship with certain people, but you guys just naturally, they're like, Oh, y'all were like, Oh no, they're going to know me. For sure. <laughs> like my kids, sure. my kids know who matters to me. And that those people matter to them because they've made that connection. Like, yeah, I had so many honorary aunties and uncles growing up. And then I grew up and I realized like, I don't even know these people. Like, why am I calling you an auntie and an uncle? You're just my mom's friend. So that was, it was, it was great to, to see who just naturally was like, oh, I'm about to go kick it with Lex and her kids or let me check on Lex and her kids. And that was always like very warming to me to know like, well, I don't have to get rid of all my friends. (laughs) Some of them still, some of them still want to be around me. (laughs) 
You know, one of the things that I loved about you becoming a mom too was that you gave us access to your kids. Um, and I and I do think that is a privilege. You know what I mean? Like I have I know some people where it's just like, Okay, well, I want you to be this role in my kids life and then I'm like, Well, send me pictures of them because you know I me, mean? I wanna be involved. I even called <laughs> one of our homegirls yesterday, like we talked in the morning and I think her daughter was sleeping and I was like, Well, you know, call me back when she wakes up because I've already talked to you, but I want her to know me. I know I don't live in Cleveland, but I I want her to know me. So I would appreciate if you could call me so that her and I could spend some time on the phone. And so um, we did that. But, you know, sometimes it's hard trying to get people to want, like, because I want to be involved in their kids' lives. And you're just like, oh, well, can you include me in this? And You'll send us pictures on their first day of school. You'll send us picture day. And that stuff really does make my day. And so <laughs> it's, it's, it's so cool to be integrated into your life because you're so intentional about wanting us to be a part of your kid's life and not just on the front where, you know, where I know. And, and I hate to say this, but like some people have raised their kids just to be takers. You know what I mean? Like they, they just want gifts from you. Like, I don't got no problem buying you a gift, but they don't care what your favorite cartoon is. Can I, you know what I mean? Like, or say thank you when I do get you Listen. something. Like, I really want to get to know you. I just don't want to be um, that, that machine just, that yeah. you from you. I'm a human just like you're a human, and, and I want a relationship with you, no matter how old you are. You know what I mean? Because I just respect humans despite their age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I love that about you, and that makes me like you really do make me feel like an aunt. And every time <laughs> I call the kids run downstairs, hi to Kiana you know like I, I live for those moments and I love talking to them about their interests and the things that they care about me yeah. don't have a time for me though the girls do no. he'll say what's up and the, the, the girls will talk to me listen he be he is so just he's he's too cool he's so unfazed by so much stuff and it's just like how old are you like yeah. He, yeah. he is just He's crazy. It's it's so funny seeing, you know, the differences in them as people. But, you know, Mia was such an easy kid. They are like, whew, like so much personality. So it's it's funny seeing them interact with my friends and yeah. see like because Mia, Mia and Bella, they are, you know, girls, girls. So yeah. They are. You know, you guys come around and they're like, I like your hair. I like your nails. I like your sweater. I like your purse. You're so pretty. Your lashes look pretty. Like, Bella, Bella knows a little too much now. She'll ask, like, is that a wig? Like, she, listen, she knows too much girl info, but she, she'll like it. She'll be like, that's a nice wig. Like, you yeah. know, like, it's that's, all for compliments. It's all love. It's yeah. all love. It's, it's, all not, love. it's not like, oh, your hair look like a wig. What is that? It's like, oh, that's cute, girl. What lace? Like, if she starts saying what lace, I will fall out because. Oh, my gosh. She already says pink. Bella has so much personality. (laughs) It is just amazing. And she, all your kids are very beautiful kids. Like Vic's very handsome. Mia is gorgeous. Bella is like 
drop dead gorgeous and then she just is feisty too. oh my gosh i love her attitude like she's not going not to like, i like to call it fierce i'm sorry wrong word she's fierce she is fierce she's not gonna take like me is very a sweetheart yes she she doesn't really like to ruffle feathers she can defend herself if necessary but she's very non-confrontational she's just sweet all around bella does not care she's gonna tell you like why are you looking like that like she's gonna put you on the black on on the spot it doesn't matter what it is she's gonna tell you about yourself like i i she'll always be like girl <laughs> like, like that's how she'll start a sentence she'll be like girl your hair look crazy when I just woke up out of the bed or she be like girl maybe you need to put some Carmax on like she's gonna tell you what's up like no she's your truth serum she is that's she's me without a filter you don't have a filter. <laughs> I do have a filter. <laughs> you have a filter on the show right now, which I've noticed, but you <laughs> But that's okay. But um let me ask you this. What are the biggest what are some of the myths or the myths that you like to demystify about parenting and navigating friendships? I mean, really that all of your friends have to be involved in your child's life. Um, I think we put pressure on ourselves and even them because some people are kid people and some people are not. It is it's just, it is what it is. So for you to just have a friend and just assume that they want to be a part of your, how you parent or seeing you in mom mode or, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a, a crazy or a rash assumption because sometimes people just don't like dealing with kids and it is what it is but sometimes you you do have to evaluate your friend circle and for me it it happened naturally it happened so naturally that you know the people who want to be involved are involved and then I still have friends who you know they love my kids the same but they don't have that other relationship with them they they're not an auntie or an uncle yeah. Um they're just, oh, that's mommy's friend. The yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mr. So and so, like so or Miss So and so, like they, they get it, they can separate it. So that's just a huge myth that every one of your friends has to be a friend to your child or in your child's life or come to everything and like there are even friends who adult friends without kids who I'll invite to a kid, one of the kids parties. And then there are some friends who I just won't because I I don't know if you're going to be uncomfortable or bored or like, I'm not just going to invite you just to be nice. Like, no, it's a time and a place for each friendship and figuring out which ones are conducive to your children that you got to sit down and actually look into that. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not saying that someone's a bad person but it's friend time and then it's parent time and they don't always have to overlap. So with that being said, what kind of characteristics do you look for in, you know, your new relationships that could impact your children's lives? Um, like honestly, maybe because I have a, a sense of 
what I want for my kids or the type of environment that I want them to to be around, it comes to me. Yeah. Like I, I haven't encountered any, there's no one in my life who I would say, oh, I don't want them around my kids. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they're not a kid person. There is no one who I'll be like, oh, mm, if they're going to be there, like it's, it's no one I, I can honestly say. But like three years ago, I met my, my first cousin on my mom's side. We long lost cousins. And mm-hmm. she just so happened to be in a very identical situation. Like first and foremost, our birthdays are a day apart. She's yeah. two years older than me, so we're almost the same person. Um, she had two kids, a boy and a girl, a small business, uh, a husband. And so she was. there was finally this other person who got me on all cylinders, and she happened to be my cousin. So I was able to see a lot of the things that I was struggling with on the other end. Like, oh, okay, this is a little hump. And yeah. what I'm dealing with, but she's already dealt with it. So let me, I can get some clarity or some, some sort of guidance in this situation. So God brings people into your life when you need them to. And, you know, she's my cousin, so I don't anticipate her going anywhere. But even if, you know, we stop talking tomorrow, she still, her presence still made a difference in how I parent and how I just, look at myself and just everything overall. So I don't really look for, you know, certain things when it comes to who's going to be around my kids. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful to haven't had a situation where someone could negatively impact. Like even, I mean, I guess, you know, my father, when he first moved back, he was dealing with his, his issues so yeah. I kind of set the the tone and said, you know, if if these issues are too much for you to deal with, you know, you can't be a present person in their life until you're able to to get yourself together. But he did. And so, like I said, there's no one in their life who can't be around or isn't even beneficial, like later on down the line, like network wise or so I'm I'm very grateful, but I've seen some scary scenarios where, you know, you have friends, people in your village that you think you can trust with your child and all kinds of crazy things happen. So I would just, I, I, I would suggest for people to just evaluate, not judge, but like evaluate who's around your kid because kids mimic behavior they're going to pick up on things that are interesting to them or they you might might be fond of someone so they start acting like them so you just want to be mindful of the people around would you mind if your child starts acting like them or picking up their mannerisms or doing things taking interest in their interests like that's something important if you really care about stuff like that so it's you know, it's it's a process. Some people, you know, aren't blessed with a village. Yeah. But I can honestly say I've been blessed with really good people 
in my life and my kids' life who genuinely love them and genuinely love me. So I, you know, it's just a blessing. I think it's, it's really because that's more than anything in my heart. That's what I want. I want my kids to have a strong support system, a loving support system. And God is making a way for that to happen. I don't know if it's my doing or his, but it is how it is. Oh, well, I love that. You know, I feel like um, I'm glad that you're finding a a good support system, too, because at some point you were just friends with us because you said we were pretty. So I'm so grateful. We never did really get into why, you know, in my intro, you introduced me talking about somebody didn't like you. You did not. You did not. And we can (laughs) can get into it because we're about to wrap up the show. Okay. Real quick. (laughs) You did, y'all did not like me when we first got down to OU. And y'all had y'all reasons, but I don't know. It wasn't that we didn't like you. You were too nice. She makes what? it, she always makes it seem like we were just standing in the corner hating on her, like, ugh, I don't like her. No, she was just so, like, the first time we met her, she's like, hi, I'm Keanu Rivers. I'm from Euclid, Ohio. Like, she was just so happy to be here. And I was just like, bro, why are you so happy? <laughs> It's, it almost came off fake because it's just like, you don't even know me. Why are you so happy to talk to me? You don't even know. I can be psycho. I'm on a date with you. And it's so, it's so funny because I did not, it took me a while to realize that that was you. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally realized it, we hung out over winter break uh-huh. in the AK Ron. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What was that situation? Do you remember what happened that time we were together? All I remember is Marissa's yellow coat. (laughs) That coat was raw as heck. That's all I remember was Marissa had like a minion coat and (laughs) we all went out in in Akron during that winter break. Um, and I'm sure it was just a mess, but I do remember bits. Actually, it's coming back to me. I do remember what happened. We went for that. Was it an icebreaker? No, that was like the following year we went for the icebreaker. Okay. We were just there, just randomly there. And but remember that phone call I got that night? My great grandmother had a stroke that night. We were just mid kicking in Akron. Yeah. And y'all were like do you want another shot <laughs> what you were like okay that's sad. like I was sad but then I was just like yeah <laughs> y'all that's listen that's not how you support a friend it um, worked okay, it worked how you support a friend you know we went to oh listen so my friend Bob had a drink and just like offering them a hug listen it was a hug and a cup it definitely was. Oh my the way that we operated back then is just so wild. Listen, it was very unorthodox. I don't know how we all made it with our livers intact. I don't know how we all didn't have stomach ulcers from the crap we ate. <laughs> we were just, it was 
what a time to be alive. That's girl, all I can girl. say. We were, girl. We were, but it was it. It we learned so much about yeah. life and yeah. just. I always say, like I, I could care less about my degree from OU. Like, yeah, that's great to have to show, but like, I have lifelong friends who. Y'all not going nowhere. And then there's so you know, many other friends who it's just a connection to like the degree aside, you'd be like, Oh snap, that's a bobcat. Let me show love. Like yeah. it's just, it's always, always all love. And it's a really was, dope alumni network to be a part of. I will say like, I, I love that aspect of OU and just, you know, having that camaraderie with other bobcats, but most importantly, um, you know, it, it took me it, 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 this past year, you know, I've, I've been reflecting on a lot. You know, I've been through a lot this past year. Actually, these last, you know, from college until now, I've, I've been through a lot in a, in a short period of time. But I'm so grateful to know that, you know, I found people that I can do life with and I can trust, you know, in my in my hardest moments and in the toughest moments. And I think that, you know, my parents would be happy with the people that I chose to do life with and they trust that I'm still in good hands, even with them guiding me. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm fortunate for y'all. I'm so fortunate for y'all. But let's wrap up the show, Lex, because I heard a baby in the background. And my baby, <laughs> they want snacks. <laughs> me too. Listen, I'm about to go in here and find something for me to snack on too. But well, real quick. So before we go, we have two last things. So I wanted to touch one of the things that we do. We touch base on trendsetters people that were able to leave tips to that are doing well that or it could be people place or thing that we just want to show love to and so because you're my guest my guest goes first who do you want to give a tip to this week um honestly miss uh the city of cleveland Shout out to the land. Wow. Like 25% tip. All-star weekend was this past weekend. I did not go to any event, but (laughs) it was beautiful to see the pride in the city and to go, you know, see the the decorations and to see the things that were put up just for all-star. Um, just to see people really be proud and their work, there wasn't that, you know, much, bad stuff that happened a couple things that i heard about but nothing you know well i can't say too dramatic because i guess it depends who you ask but the city did very well and i'm just proud of you know all of the celebrities if you go on social media who came they had a good time they had great things to say about the city and people always always have such negative things to say about cleveland so i was just very proud of the hometown for showing up and showing out and yep. showing the people a good time. So shout out to Cleveland. Shout that. out to Cleveland. So my tip is actually going along the same vein. It's not to Cleveland, but it's to my friend. And before she was my friend, she was my mentor. I'm going to leave a tip to Brittany Hopkins Bay. Um, better known on Instagram as the one Brittany. So Brittany is a lawyer. She's a lawyer, but also in her spare time, Brittany also does glam so she does decor for um just different events you can do you can book her for a table you can go on her page 
and just see all of the beautiful decor and glam that she has around the city. So much love to Brittany. I'm giving her a 50% tip because that's my mentor and I love her so much. She still helps me and guides me and I love her down. So if y'all are looking for somebody in the Midwest area, you're in Ohio, look her up. You can go to her Instagram page and she has a direct link where you can follow her. Yes, I love Brittany. I've known her since I was in third grade. Wow. I love her. She she definitely holding it down for the glam. Like she is. It's always, always top tier. Always, always. So if you catch us in Cleveland and we're doing a um another live event, know that it's Brittany on the glam. You feel me? Period. Period. So next next and finally, we're gonna shout out our brunch spots. So, Lex, do you have any brunch spots you want people to go to or check out? Um, well, ironically, I haven't been to brunch since we came to visit you <laughs> for my birthday. Okay. Yes. So I have to shout out Willie B's in Nashville. It was, I, I think about it all the time. And I actually saw a couple of people go to Nashville and I was like oh yeah if you can go to Willie B's it's a vibe <laughs> like it, it was so much fun um so yeah Willie B's in Nashville but then there's so many places in Cleveland yeah that um are popping for brunch so I have on my list to check out Vic and I were talking about it last weekend it's Double Nickel that downtown. was actually this week. Oh yeah, that I'm so we have to figure out when we're gonna go down there, and because I keep seeing it on Instagram, All Star Weekend they did very well. People yeah. always posting in there. It's a vibe, so yeah, I want to check it out. So shout out, shout out to Double Nickel. Um, uh, on our last episode, Kumar actually shouted out Grill Fifty Five at his at his brunch spot. Grill Fifty Five and the Double Nickel are both owned by our brother and our friend Corey. So shout out to Double Nickel. Shout out to Grill Fifty Five. We love to see it. So if y'all love are to in see it. Cleveland. Go stop by. Show my bro some love. He's doing crazy things on the restaurant side. So, yeah, definitely pull up. But in the meantime, Lex, if people want to find out more about Lex Create Something, where can they find you? That is the name on Instagram or at Lex Create Something, L-E-X-C-R-E-A-T-E-S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G. Oh, you got it. It's so so long, but yes, exactly like it sounds. No spaces. Let's create something. Um, you can check out things that I've done in the past. Um, one of my favorite products on there is the the mom shirt, the mom photo shirt. Um, that's not gonna be on my Etsy shop. I don't think. I think I'm gonna redo a similar version, but make it wall decor. Um. But yeah, you can check out some things that I've done and, you know, I do a lot of custom things as well, logo stuff, um, business shirts, things like that. So it's just a lot of great things coming. So now would be a great time to tap in so you don't miss what's coming next. Yes. Oh, yeah. And for and those then, people in the city, y'all got a business. Y'all got a family business, too. I was just about to say, Moore's Auto Spa. Always, you can find us on Instagram at Moore's Auto Spa. Um give your car some love it is a whole spa treatment for your vehicle you will not be 
you will be satisfied for sure. You will not be sorry that you went and did that. We, when the spring comes back around, we'll, you know, get back into mobile. But right now we are located on Woodland, 9520 Woodland Avenue. By appointment mostly, but sometimes you can pull up and catch us. But definitely get this salt off your car. Yes. Get those interiors done. Get you ready for springtime because it's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, Lex, I just want to thank you so much for lending your time, your energy, your presence to the show. Thank you for coming on. We got to have you back. Um, Y'all know where to find me. I'm on Instagram. Bitches love brunch pot. We got a Facebook group. Go on the website. We got merch up there now, y'all. Go grab you some merch from Bitches Love Brunch. Yes. Um, Catch me on Twitter at Bitches Love Brunch Pot. And we'll be back. Thanks for checking us out.